97.9 The Box. It's the man had a morning show. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Megan Thee Stallion is finally in the studio. She brought the CEO of the label, 1508, Carl Crawford in the building. Yeah. 1501, I'm sorry, 1501. 1508. Wait a minute, I didn't know we changed the label, my brother. <laughs> nah, nah, no, 1501. What does 1501 stand for anyway? 1501 is the address where I was born at, you know, here in Houston. All right. right in Fifth Ward, Fifth, off yeah. of the street, you know, so I just want to make it as authentic as possible. All right, before you know? we talk to the stallion, <laughs> there's, I, I got a Jim Bar note, because this, cause this, stallion. this, this, this oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Stallion. She walked in. That name ain't a lot, but Jimbo, let's talk baseball. Right, let's first. talk you know, Carl, you're from Houston, but you played for Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, and Boston. Do you still root for the Astros? That's a question for well, you. Well, hey, I always root for the home team no matter what. You know, even when I'm playing against the home team, I'm still got a little something in there that would like to see them win, but you know, we win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always rooting for the home team. I'm just built like that. I got to ask, since you were hit, who was the toughest pitcher you ever faced? Uh, toughest pitcher I ever faced probably going to have to be Randy Johnson. You know, oh, okay. lefty, lefty. He's throwing 98 miles power from the left side. And I'm left-handed, so, you know, pretty much you just kind of close your eyes and swing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we get to, like, Megan, uh, a tip for a, a lot of kids out there in, in athletics, uh, tips for them trying to get uh, be pros and to do their best. Oh, just, uh, you know, keep um, – Work at it every day. Make it your personal business. Just work every day hard to get better at something, you know. Uh, focus on it, you know. Try to put a lot of uh, the stuff that you don't need in your life out, you know, and just get that tunnel vision and focus on your goal and uh, work as hard as you can. That's my main thing. Carl, you don't really see a lot of black kids getting into baseball. I, I don't. You see a lot of Dominicans, you know, Hispanic brothers and sisters. What do you think that's due to? I think it's just that, you know, it's baseball is kind of like a little boring sometimes. So when I ask a lot of kids when they stop playing, it's usually like in high school and it always had the same excuses like, oh, I got into it with a coach or something. You know, some, some, something hmm. was when they get to high school is something that kind of like make the black kids just stop playing for some reason because it's fun in Little League, you know, mm -hmm. it's fun up to all the way till you get to high school and then they stop, you know. But for me, um, you know, I just, I just don't understand why – when they get to that level, it just—I don't know if it's the coaching or if it's if it's meant for you to like, if it's designed for you to make the the black players stop. But for some reason, right there, they just seem to to just tail off, you know. And was that your game all the way through baseball, uh, middle school, I, high school? I, yeah, I played I played every sport, but you know, even like with myself, I ended up quitting my team at some point for the same reason. So I understand a lot of the stories. So, you know, when I when I um, when I uh, hear the stories, you know. Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting lost, right. lost right now. But you know, when I hear the stories, I just, I, I just have like a, um, uh, a deep feeling to it because I'm like, I went through the same thing. So mm -hmm. why do people quit in high school? It's like you, like you, you got to do something to tell yourself to keep going, go past whatever blocking you at that moment, and keep going, and just say, look, I'm gonna be a baseball player. When did you decide to make that move? Then I promise, Megan, we're gonna get to you. I'm good. What the baseball move? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's 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 a, it's a major decision. A lot of times, you know, because a lot well, of brothers well, they play different sports. Well, they play for me, football, you know, they play basketball. I came from nothing, you know what I'm right. saying? So I had a scholarship to go to Nebraska. You know, this was in 1999. This mm -hmm. was they was like number one in the country. Mm -hmm. So I either had a choice to go play football or baseball. Well, they gave me a million dollar signing bonus right out of high school. So you know. That was well. Decision made. They kind of made the, uh, the decision for me, you know what I'm saying? Because it was just easy. I wanted to take care of my family and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And that's what I think they like to keep from you, you know what I'm saying? The fact that you can 
make money out of high school like that and so much of it, you know, because, like, a lot of people didn't even know, you know, that I still was, like, in that situation. They just mm-hmm. thought, oh, he's just playing baseball. But not knowing, I'm walking around the city, you know, with a million Loaded. dollars. Loaded. You know, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> so, but, you know, that's what it is, though. I think it's the money thing. I think it's so much money that they that you can make in baseball that, that they, they don't want you to know that secret right there, you know what mm. I'm saying? So it's like... Didn't they like, give you, you know, like, Carl, like, 21 million to, like... Go on, count his money, Jimmy. Go on, count his money, then. Count it. 21 million one time to not play? Yeah, they did, but, you know, it's because, you know, they, they they didn't want me on that team no more. So, you know, it was time for me. If, when you start to get released to somebody like that, if uh-huh. they release you and, and you still owe that much money, that's when I knew it was time for me to retire and take it home because, you know... You're not supposed to ever let a person go yeah. like that with that much money, you know, unless they can, unless they be not being productive. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Any regrets? Nah, no regrets because you know I played a full year and I played as hard as I could up to you know I gave I feel like I gave everything I had. You know, my thing was I was getting hurt too much all yeah. the time every day. It was getting hard to like to like just function. So it wasn't no need for me to just keep going through that. I took it in stride and said, Hey, I'm gonna come back home and. So it was like shot. 12 years you played, though, right? Yeah. Yep. That's that's a long career. And then I played nine years on turf, so that's the thing, you yeah. know. So, you know, that's why my career, and I'm a speed guy, so my uh, my time is really like, like you know, you don't really last that long when you're in a league like that and you just pounding like the way I played. Mm. So how'd you uh, go from baseball to music? Yep. That's the next well, I went to baseball to music because I always just had like a, um, a love for the culture, you know. Um, my man T. Ferris, you know, I, I told him, you know, all the years he was doing his little thing, and when we was in our twenties, we could have linked up then, but we probably would have gotten into too much trouble then. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why we didn't link up. But, but for some reason, it brought us, uh, God brought us, you know, into each other's path. You know what I'm saying? And I said, I'm gonna start music. Who can I think of? You know, I'm thinking around people, you know, around the city, and my brother was like. T. Ferris, and I was like, yeah, that's right. It just instantly went off, like, yeah, that's the move right there. So mm-hmm. I called him up, hadn't talked to him, you know, since we was kids and stuff like that, and bam, we just talked about it, drew up a plan, and here we are now. Okay, Carl, so where, how does Megan fit, fit into the picture? Because she seems, for others, for a lot of people, it's going to seem like she just came on the scene and she immediately had a hot record. But people are... I always know there's more to the story than what everybody's just seeing now. Well, you know, Megan, she was already doing her thing a little bit on her own, and uh, we was just getting started. And when T coming into the business, we looking at, and this was before Cardi B took off and everything mm-hmm. like that. So we was just already saying like, "Yo, this girl stuff, something going on with it." You know what I'm saying? No <laughs> way. <laughs> but we just knew the girl thing was kind of. You're right. I guess it is. A, it's a good. It's yeah. a good time for female MCs, and there was a time when that was not the case. But right now, yeah. you're right. Yeah. So you know, I I just badly got on Instagram probably by like. A year and a half ago, and um, you know, I just happened to be strolling down <laughs> one of the girls' timeline. The Malaya, hey Malaya, if you you know, we owe you big fifteen <laughs> over one. Because uh, had I not been just strolling, you know, what I'm saying even on the internet, I wouldn't have never, you know, came across her video freestyling. Mm-hmm. And so I came across the video freestyling, and I just as soon as I saw it, I said I ran a T. I'm like T, who, who is this girl right here? You know, like and he was like I'm a um. He said, I think I know a people like that. And I say, well, sure. I say, well, look. I started showing him all the reasons why we needed to go find her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and he, he went, I think, what, was the Nitty? Yeah. Yeah, he knew he knew somebody that knew them. I mean, and he, you know, he reeled it on in, you know, and everything else is. 
So that's the Carl Crawford story, yeah. the uh, baseball player, and, and his first meeting with Megan Thee Stallion. All right, part one, Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> Who is Megan Thee Stallion? Where she come from? Yes. Talk to us, like, I, I want to talk before the hit record, where she come from, what she started doing, and how do we get to where we are right now? And is Megan a stallion? <laughs> Megan stallion. is obviously the stallion. <laughs> um, but so I'm from South Park. Uh, my mom was a rapper. Everybody know that Hollywood. Um, so just growing up, <laughs> yes, yeah, she's up, told us and reminded us. <laughs> just growing up and uh, like watching my mama in the studio, I'm like thinking, okay, this is normal. Everybody's mom is doing this. Mm. Like everybody's a rapper. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm just it's just second nature to me. So I'm listening. I'm growing up. I'm listening to Pimp C. Uh, you know, just UGK, mm. Juicy J. You know, my daddy playing Three Six Mafia and everything. And I'm like, dang, this would sound <laughs> real cool if a, if a girl was saying this. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like thinking, like I wanna I wanna do this when I get older. But I was I don't even know why I was shy about it because I'm not a shy person. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you're doing something new and you don't want to show it to your friends because you don't want anybody to like yeah. judge you, be like, oh, don't do that. Like so, I, I waited to till I got to college to finally. Really? Uh, yes, I was afraid. Now was your mom aware of your talent? at this point your mom no. wasn't even aware really? nobody knew so I was I was stealing her instrumentals and stuff and I was writing <laughs> I in my was room I was stealing her instru- <laughs> like her CDs because the DJs used to give her CDs with all the instrumentals right, and stuff right, on them right. so I would steal her CDs and she'll be like Megan have you seen my CDs and I'll be like no what are you talking about <laughs> like I don't know. So uh, eventually I went off to PV for my first year mm-hmm. and I was at this kickback and all these dudes were like rapping and I was like, I can rap. And they was like, no, you can't. And I was like, oh, okay. So when it came like my turn to rap and everybody was like, oh, so my friend was like, Megan, we have to put you on YouTube. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I had made a, uh, I did a freestyle over Show Enough mm-hmm. uh, and then like everybody on campus like was going crazy and they was like, okay, yeah, we know the stallion as the rapper. Like they ain't know me for nothing else but rapping. Hmm. So then I came home and I was like, mama, I can rap. And she was like, no, you can't. And I was like, yes, I can. So did you show her the picture or did you rap for her in no, person? No, I rapped for her in person. And then I showed her the video. And she was like, oh, girl, no, you're not coming out until you're 21. Because uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I was always talking crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I didn't come out to so her. You, oh, so she heard your content. Yeah. But she didn't like your content. It's not that she didn't like <laughs> it. She <laughs> was just, <laughs> she just well, she was shook. She yeah. was very shook. But I don't understand where the shookness came from because I grew up listening to PMC oh, and 360 Mafia. It's different when we listening to it. Right. All I, of a sudden when it's your baby though, like, wait a minute. This was this is what I was soaking up as right, right, all this right, game, right, you know right. what I'm saying? So <laughs> <laughs> So this is what it came out to be musically. So um I did like my first cipher in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. I'm twenty one. And uh, I might have, yeah, I was 21 and I'm 23 now, but it was just crazy. Like, I didn't even think it was going to go crazy how it did. It went viral. Everybody was like, oh my God, who is this girl, blah, blah, blah. So then I did it again. And then they went even more crazy. So then I dropped the mixtape and. That's crazy. So I I have to ask this because I know, and I know your mother is supportive, but I'm just curious how, how, honestly, how, how supportive was she initially to what you were doing? Because a lot of times it's always interesting to have a parent that did what you're now trying to do mm-hmm. because they have these preconceived notions about, I don't want my child to go through this. I don't want her to deal with this. I don't like her content, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, at first, when I first told my mama I could rap, I don't think she was taking me seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she thought it was something I was going to really want to do. Um, I just jumped up and I started going to the studio by myself. Mm-hmm. And when she saw that I was like taking the initiative to like go out and like 
you know, really do this and pursue this, then she was like, okay, well, yeah, let me go ahead and step in because I see you, you're doing a little too much. You got a little too much dip <laughs> on your chill. Let me, <laughs> let me step in. So she, to, uh, so she had to come in and start moderating that career. Yeah. I got you. Now, that brings me to the song that you have. Uh-oh. The song is called Big Old Freak. Yeah. <laughs> if any parents are in the room, they might want to leave now. <laughs> okay, no parents leave. So the song is called Big Old Freak. Mm-hmm. So I said on the radio, I have to ask her when she come, is this song like a self-biography <laughs> Is the song? Jazz said it has to be. Yeah. Like, Big Old Freak, like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's not just about being sexy. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's about being confident and me being confident in my sexuality and other women not being scared. Ooh, y'all have worked with her. <laughs> she knows what to say. Okay. No, nobody has to tell me when I hear the song, I'm thinking she said she's a big old freak. Mm-hmm. So I instantly, when I heard the song, I said, she got, would you just play Rob? <laughs> mm. <laughs> and then, you know, you had that beat that I was familiar with. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, as a male, I'm, you know, I was very attuned to the record. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to ask the question, is this person talking about self or is this a, a, a variety of different people that you've been around? and their sexuality in this song. It's about me, and definitely, I have a lot of friends who are exotic dancers. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> Y'all too much. Being, being at, you know, going to see them at their place of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they definitely you know, inspire me to write a lot of things that I write. Like, I just love, like, seeing women do what they do, mm-hmm. so... Say no more. Go on, go on, Jazz, go on. We gotta have a little freaky turn. Because, oh, okay. <laughs> Should I push back, no, my friend? No, no, be included. Be a part okay, of this. Okay. You can go first. Well, no, 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 no. Go on, Jazz. I what can't What is wait. the freakiest thing that you've ever done? Oh, Damn. Relax. Oh, Relax. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry. Ooh. Oh, you what? It, mama, you, she'll be okay because I wouldn't even, like, just kiss and tell. Like, you know what I'm saying? So uh, that is just my private business. Uh, but, you know, you can listen to my music. Music and see how raw it I can get. Know. Yeah. <laughs> What's one freaky thing that you wouldn't do? How about that? Mm. <laughs> I don't think I would ever do anything in public. You never have? Uh-uh. Hmm. Okay. Jazz talks like she has. <laughs> okay. She's talking to me like I said something wrong. You, you, you want to get on a remix or something? You want to get on a remix? I'm surprised. Uh, why are you surprised? A lot of people do, you know, have a little public... When I say public, I mean as far as like having an audience. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't do no. anything with people that can see me. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh yeah. Well, you know, Let's not to say that. Freaky business. Jazz is a big old freak. Okay, tell me some. I mean, that's why I'm like, what is the definition of a big old freak? Because I consider myself a freak, but I'm like, there, there has Wait, to be uh, more. There has to, there's levels really? to this. There's levels to this freakiness. Is there not? This is supposed to be about her. My <laughs> song is called Now I'm finding out that you're free. Okay. Look at you. You got a Maybe we were talking no. about the wrong person the whole time. No. And we, we had the big old freak right next to, to us every day. Little stallion. Little yeah. <laughs> now, when your mom heard what you were calling yourself, stallion, <laughs> was, she, was she surprised? Was, was, because you're, you're, you're kind of like putting yourself out there like Megan the Stallion. Mm-hmm. Because I have to be honest, when I heard the name, I'm like, I wonder, you know, because sometimes people give themselves names and then you're like, what kind of stallion? She's not a stallion. And then mm-hmm. you walked in here and I was like, oh. 
<laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because well, you're how tall? Because you're very I'm tall. I'm Yeah. We're almost eye to eye. I got my heels on too. Yeah. So I'm just saying, tall. but still. Yeah. And you know, the, and then there was a fight this morning. <laughs> yeah, no, listen. There was a fight this morning. There was a fight this morning about the word stallion. Right, don't, now everybody gonna act like they don't remember. No, I was there. But we're, but there was a fight about what's a stallion. You know, are she, are you thick? Are you fat? Are you this? Are you that? So a whole discussion came. So did you know you were a stallion, or you were told so often that man, you know? So my name on all social media has been the stallion since like 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first, I was, I think I was in the ninth grade, and this guy, he was older, and he goes. And then the interview turned. <laughs> he goes, dang, but you know, you find you a stallion. I'm like, what? What is that? Like, I, you know, I didn't know what it was because I'm like 15. I never heard nobody say that before. So I had to go and I had to ask around. Like, I had to ask my uncle, like, what's a stallion? He was like, oh, yeah, making that mean you like tall and fine. I was like, oh, yeah, that is me. So, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I changed my name on like everything to D Stallion. So I've been D Stallion since like high school. So. Do you feel like an object? Because I know when men see you, the honest to God truth is because most men, you're not used to seeing a woman your height mm-hmm. and built like you. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be not <laughs> mama, mama in here, you know what I'm saying? But you know, built like you. Uh-huh. So do you ever feel like you are object because of this? And then your first single is... You know. Well, see, men are objects to me. Ooh. So, like... <laughs> Boy, that media training has been awesome. <laughs> I'm not even thinking about what y'all thinking. Like, mm. I'm coming to the room with y'all on my mind. You know what I'm mm, saying? So, okay. like, me being sexy, like, I want to do that anyway. So, okay. you know, y'all's opinion, you know, it's a little, just a little, you know, sprinkles. Like, not even ice, and it's the sprinkles on the cake. <laughs> now, you're, you're out the gate, Megan. You're out the gate. You, you already have a huge song. It's playing across the country. Do you feel pressure now? Because now, all of a sudden, it's, it's like you jumped on the scene. And like I said before, people, you already seem to be a star. And, you know, a lot of people, they're seeing Megan here now. They didn't see Megan when she was at PV doing whatever it was mm-hmm. she was doing. Um, so is there pressure now? I you feel know, like you I'm, gate with a hit. I feel like I'm just having fun. Like, I really enjoy writing music. I love rapping. So, like, as soon as I'm I'm not having fun, like, and I start feeling pressure, then I, I don't even know if I want to continue to do it because I feel like, this isn't even a job to me because this is what I genuinely like to do. So mm-hmm. it's, if I can just keep having fun making music, I feel like I'm just stay on the right path because I don't feel like music should be pressure. Correct me if I'm wrong, and, and this probably the label owner too. Didn't y'all sign a deal? <laughs> yeah, with 300. So again, this is this is a this is an international or national artist now. Mm-hmm. You you realize that this is not <laughs> small. I mean, you're you're out the gate doing it major. <laughs> But this is what we asked for. You know, <laughs> this, this is everything we asked for. I like, mean, literally, like, you're out yeah, the gate, like we, major we from the start. That this is gonna be a process. You know, we don't, we ain't. It ain't been. And easy. this is artist one for you, ain't it? Yes. You know, it ain't artist one, but uh, this is the one that that's popped off. Now. Right, yeah, right, so, right. You know, she's you know thriving. Like it, it took hard work to get here, so Absolutely. we're not worried about. Not now, we feel like if it's too easy, we might feel like something is wrong you know mm-hmm. that's how hard it's been for us but mm-hmm. it's just you know we we expect nothing but grind and grit to come out of the, come out of us and we just take on any type of obstacles coming our way right now so is there an album on the way or right now we just working the single and we want to see what happens with the i keep calling me. everything mixtapes <laughs> and like okay. they're not letting me call it mixtapes yeah. like tina snow when i dropped that i was like yeah this is my first mixtape i want it to be a classic blah blah album. when, when yeah. it came out everybody was like oh this is the best album blah, blah, blah. i'm like <laughs> 
Okay, well, I feel like album is very husband. Like, that's very committed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want it to be a mixtape. You know, like we're dating. You know what I'm saying? A mixtape is like we're dating. We're, we're getting to know each other. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, y'all about to drop another mixtape. It's going to be called Fever. And everybody's like, well, hold on, Megan. Look, don't call it a mixtape because it might be an album. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just let y'all name my projects. I'm just calling projects from now on. Okay. But yeah, I'm definitely working on a new project called right. Fever. <laughs> um, you know, and I feel like it's going to be, you know, super hot, super lit. It's my new persona. Well, it's not new to me, but new to y'all. Hot Girl Meg. So everybody got to know Tina Snow, but on this one, they're going to get to know Hot Girl Meg. Oh. So it's going to be real turned up, you know? <laughs> All right. You have any more new videos coming out? I saw the one with Wale. Can I do know? have um, a video coming out. But I'm not going to tell you which one it is because I like surprises. <laughs> Ooh, I don't have, I'll have any more questions You <laughs> answer all my questions I, One, I wanted to know if Megan truly was a stallion Answered As soon as she walked in the room So I have no more questions I, you, I, This whole interview is about I just wanted to meet Megan the stallion <laughs> That's what this whole thing was about I can't even lie I, I want to meet oh, her J, J Mac don't have nothing to say? No. Mr. Put you on the spot at the gym. Right. Yeah, I y'all did something. Hey, what's up? <laughs> did you see how we tried to play? No, I, I wish we had some instrumentals because I wanted to freestyle. Can we do a freestyle? But we don't have I want any to freestyle. How we don't have instrumentals? Because she's a freestyle. Yes. <laughs> he swear. He swear. He got, uh, He won a battle. Because <laughs> I want to, I mean, I wanted to take, I took out her mom, or I could have took out her mom. Oh, oh God, I, this I, guy. I, I want to go to the family, down the family tree. <laughs> oh. You trying to wife up your mom right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not saying that. <laughs> say? Took her out. He tried to say he battled the whole family. Okay, okay. Leave Holly out of this. We don't have no instrumental. Oh! <laughs> For those that don't know, J Mac had an artist years ago, and uh, allegedly uh, the fairy tale or the truth of the story goes is that J Mac tried to have his artist take out. Megan's mother. Oh, no, that's just that, that's just that's just a rumor. Don't know what? if it's true. According to her mother, it's all true. I'll leave that there, though. Megan, when you do the second single, feel free to come back. I really just wanted to meet you. <laughs> wanted to see Carl because I never I will met definitely be back. So I'm I'm happy for you. Oh, my, and my final question is: Did you know that the song would take off the way it did? Because it instantly sounded like a hit when I heard it. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like sometimes, um, this sounds hurtful. Sometimes you know somebody has it the first time you hear it, and sometimes they don't. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they hit immediately, and you can't answer why God has rained on them and to others they may have not. But when you first heard it, did you know, like, oh, this is this is a banger for sure? So the crazy thing about Big Old Freak is the producer, uh, Lil Jew, he from Dallas, mm -hmm. he made the beat in 2016, and he never played the beat for anybody. Mm -hmm. When The day he met me, like, he, he opened up the pack, with that <laughs> instrumental. Opened he opened up the pack of <laughs> instrumentals and that was like the first one he played for me. And he never played the beat for nobody. And I was like, oh yeah, I want this. Give me this. And he was like, oh, okay. And I took the, I took it home. Um, like I really like to perfect my songs. Mm -hmm. um, so it, like if it's something that I really got to think about, like I'm probably going to take like a day or two on it to like really get it right. And I literally came in the studio like two days later and like just laid it down and everybody was like, yeah, I like this. But I had another one named Cocky AF, and everybody really liked that one, too. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> so, you know, they didn't, we didn't know. Like, we didn't know which one was going to be the one. But so Big Old Freak, um, the people decided for Big because Old Freak. sometimes there's yeah. a little bit of freak in everybody. Yeah. Everybody got some freak in them. I don't care who you are. You got mm. some freak in you. So mm. when they heard Big Old Freak, they Did you just... know J Mac? I don't know if that's really true. I heard some things about J Mac. I don't, I don't believe it. He doesn't get freaky. 
I, I don't believe it because soon as she said something about being a freak, his mouth started watering. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Called out twice in the interview, J Mac. He's smiling a lot, not saying nothing. Got him again. Got him. Mm. All right, Megan the Stallion in the studio. Thank you so much for being here. Thank y'all here. for we'll having me. You. Appreciate you checking out the Mad Hatter Morning Show podcast. Make sure you share, like it, tell your friends, even tell a foe. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to the Mad Hatter Morning Show podcast. And, of course, you can listen to the Mad Hatter Morning Show weekdays at 97.9 The Box, 5 to 10 Central, and download the app, 97.9 The Box. We appreciate it.